0: morning. I haven't spoken to him in a long time. I do retweet my um, progress in terms of my savings with regards to the 52-week savings challenge. He's a finance blogger. He's a regular on the show. It's Brendan Dale. Brendan, good morning. It's so nice to speak to you. Good hey,
1: morning, Jeremy.
0: Yeah, it has, sure has been quite a long time. <laughs> it has been a very long time. So let me ask you, how is your 52-week savings
1: challenge going? That's good, very well. I'm still, I'm still sticking to it each week. Um, I'm on week twenty-nine this week, so yeah. it's, it's actually quite scary. It's like it's more than half the year's gone, and it's yeah. just it, sort of in one sense it, it goes off slowly. In another sense, you're like, wow, I've actually had like quite far already. But, but in terms of money, I've, I've got over seven thousand ready. You're over seven thousand. Yep. Whew. <laughs> Yeah, that adds
0: up quite quickly. <laughs> it does. It does. I must confess though, I did not do my saving yet, but, uh, as soon as I awake from my slumber, uh, mm-hmm. later today, I shall be on my, uh, online app and doing my 52 week savings challenge transfer. <laughs> um, Brendan, you passionate about debt and people getting out of debt. You're also passionate about saving and investments and, uh, you spoke to Tumi, and uh, hmm. Tumi came along and spoke to her. Spoke to you about her debt story. Speak us through Tumi's story.
1: Sure, it's actually it's it's quite amazing, especially when people give you their their real stories. And uh, what I find really interesting about Tumi's story is she's only twenty six at the moment, and she's busy she's busy recovering from over one hundred and seventy thousand rands worth of consumer debt. And the mind boggles as to to how she actually got there. You know, and when you're reading the story, it firstly it's a it's a very personal story. You can kind of just see how she's just writing it from from each month or each year as things happen. But you know, she she got to a point where she couldn't pay rent and then went to the bank to get a loan and they offered her a loan. And then, you know, like a few months later she's back at the same point where she can't pay rent and then she's cancelling debit orders. And again, going to the, a different bank and they then give her more more debt. And it's, it's absolutely scary how how you're able to get into a situation like this.
0: And you get into a situation and it gets out of control so quickly. And I think that is the scary part because um, having easy access to debt is is something that – It's becoming more and more, I won't even say attractive, it's becoming more and more necessary because so many people are under financial pressures.
1: Yes, and it's also, it obviously it it spirals out of control, you know, it gets worse and worse just by a little bit, but each month you're getting worse because you, you know, as you get paid your money this month, you're now paying off all the debts and all the things you've already spent your money on and now. You actually have no money left to, to survive the month. So you, you're forced now to take up more debt so that you can survive this month. And then, yeah, you know, each month you're slowly digging this bigger hole and it's, it, it kind of feels as a, a never ends yeah
0: she she talks about how her problem began at, and and it really began like I think it begins with 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 many people is that we live above our means and we start uh, she says that she, she started hanging out in places that uh, she previously could not afford to hang out eating out or ordering in uh, she said this was a daily ritual with life just felt better on a bigger income. Um, then she goes to approach a bank for credit, and uh, 48 hours later, uh, she has 15,000 Rand in her account, and this was not even for an emergency.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually it's, it's scary when, when you think of how easy it is to, to get debt, and if you're not really, really strict with yourself, and if you're not really super focused, then I mean, then you just like go into the spiral because, yeah. I mean, she took out this loan and it, it really was just to fund her lifestyle. And but it, it's very understandable though as well because, you know, it's it's so tempting if if all your friends and other people are are living the life and you can't actually afford to. It, there is a lot of pressure. So society puts this pressure on you, and you. Yeah, I, I can very much relate to this. That you just you, you kind of want to show that you've also made it in life.
0: And and that is the problem: living above your means, because you want to impress friends, family, uh, and of course, then we have uh, the notorious uh, fake life of social media, because you need to be on there showing yeah. people what it is you're doing, and everything is smiles. Meanwhile, you are having sleepless nights.
1: Yeah, and money is one of these weird things where we we we're happy to to sort of talk about it when things are going going well, but when things aren't going well. That, that's when we don't want to ever talk about it, and we're, in, we're sort of too embarrassed, but I mean that that is exactly when you should be talking to, about it to you know either a trusted friend or, or a counselor or someone is that that is the exact time when things aren't working out, you have to you need help mm. otherwise otherwise, you just sort of perpetuate this thing
0: right and I think what what makes this story very interesting for me um, uh, over and above. You know, she, she, she also takes out a 30k overdraft. Um, but she's a bank employee. And I think that, that, that is something that, that, that really just jumped out at me when, when I read the stories that when you, when you're in the financial industry, you would expect people um, who work in that industry, and I'm not judging her, and I'm not judging people mm. who work in, in the financial uh, industry. It's just that one one kind of feels that they are the ones who are better positioned and better ed- educated in terms of finances and loans and probably steering clear of debt as, as much as they can. But But this doesn't seem to be the case.
1: No, it's not. And it, it sort of goes to show that when you when you're in a bank branch and you're talking to someone and they're giving you advice, they're like looking at your or they're sort of telling you what options you have, you you almost you look up to them in, in terms of a sort of financial education and you're thinking like, wow, these people really know what they're talking about and and they do. But yeah, they don't necessarily apply to the old person allowed. so it it just brings back the sense that we're, we're all the same. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, you must have had the the knowledge and education, but, like, yeah, we we all fall into these same traps and into these same terrible situation.
0: Sure. Uh, my guest is Brendan Dale. He's a finance blogger. You can go and read up on uh, very interesting articles uh, and pieces that Bren- Brendan posts on a regular basis. Uh, the blog is called Take Charge of Your Money. Now, she talks about hitting rock bottom. And, and I suppose, you know, hitting rock bottom, it's the kind of terminology you would use when you are addicted to something and your life is just spiraled out of control. Brendan, would you say that we are addicted
1: to debt? Um yes, uh, <laughs> I think we are actually. And I was talking to someone about it last night and and just saying now uh, we're addicted to sort of spending and consumerism and I don't think the the basic concept of if you earn five thousand land you can only spend five thousand land that that concept doesn't exist because of electronic money because of it's so easy to get debt you just phone your bank like the next day they put money in your account I like could yeah I don't I, we're addicted to it and I don't think people quite realize the the actual consequence of it
0: right How do we get out of this the situation because it, it, it's a very stressful situation. Um, you, you get to a point where you obviously need more credit in order to cover the other credit that you have. Uh, but there comes a time when the bank starts declining you, and that is when things can spiral out of control. Um, would you say it's a, it's, it's a bit too late to go and see someone for, for help,
1: Brendan? I guess it's never too late, but, but yes, yeah, so I mean, that ideally, even if you have some debt and you've you sort of, if you're stressed about your debt, you should, you need to be going to see someone. That's really it. You you shouldn't wait until the last moment. But um, I, I guess as long as you do you go see someone at some point. But really, you're going to see a debt counselor there's there's nothing wrong with it. There's no, you shouldn't be embarrassed about it. Even even just seeing a normal counselor, you know, like there's, there's nothing wrong with it. You just you need to be able to share your problems with someone, and you need a third party to actually just look at Give a holistic look at your finances and, and just help you a bit.
0: Yeah. I, I'm, I'm encouraged by her approach when she talks about, um, how she started getting out of debt she she was proactive, and I think this is what a lot of people do is when when they are overwhelmed by uh, the the phone calls from the banks, whoever mm-hmm. they took out loans with uh, and retailers or whatever the case is, they become overwhelmed and they stick their head in and they bury it in the sand um, but that that obviously is not a healthy thing to do because it, it just it just becomes worse. Mm-hmm. um you need to take those calls brendan right <laughs> yeah, And what do you say yeah. to them
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know you <laughs> you know it, it all catches up here it's it's the scary part of the story here to me right about she's saying like she's crying herself to sleep at night because that's how stressed she was and I I think that's when you get into that rock bottom and people are phoning you and you know like you're on the edge like you yeah, I don't know what you say, but you—you yeah. you kind yeah. of—that's it. You yeah. need to do something.
0: What is your advice to maybe there's someone listening this morning who is sitting there in a financial situation where they feel. um uh, maybe they've received, and these SMSs are many. <laughs> I'm offering you hundred thousand, two hundred and fifty thousand, mm-hmm. or maybe the bank has sent you some sort of notification. You approved, pre-approved for a loan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, what do you say to someone that finds themselves in a situation where they they just cannot do anything else but take up that loan? Should they be? Um, a, a bit more demanding, um, uh, in terms of negotiating a better interest rate, etc. If if they really cannot um, steer
1: clear of of taking that loan, if you're in a situation like that, I think I think you should be consulting with a with a debt counselor. And like you, you're looking for a, a professional company, not just your cousin's uncle or something. Mm. You know, you mm. actually want a proper company, but they there are lots of companies who will offer you quite a detailed free assessment up front. So you, you provide them with a lot of your financial information and they'll spend a few hours and it's like a, it's a, they, they do quite a fair bit of work for you and they give you a, a very good overview of, of all your finances and they can... If, if you're in a situation where you actually have to take out more debt, a debt counselor would be able to negotiate a, a better package for you, they'll be able to call the people that you currently owe money to and tell them, Okay, relax, we're making a plan, we'll pay you back and that they, they can get you or they can help you draw up a plan that will take between two and five years sometimes even to pay off your debt. But it's yeah, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't go around negotiating and trying to sort it out yourself mm-hmm. if you're in a situation where you where you're forced to take up more debt because you you are inevitably just it's just gonna get worse and worse. You you kinda of need to see someone and, and talk about it. Right.
0: Uh Brendan, uh we, we obviously want more people to talk about this particular situation so that those uh those of us who are who find ourselves in a tricky financial situation or over indebted, not being able to uh, afford uh, the uh, the repayments, um how do they share the story with you?
1: So I'm, yeah, I'm really gathering stories. I've, I've got another one coming up next week, which is also quite an encouraging story. So if if anyone wants to share a story, but I'm I am looking for stories of of how people are now dealing with their debt and what they're doing and if they've paid it off, how do they feel about it now? But yeah, people must just contact me via if if they go to my blog directly, the Take Charge of Your Money blog, and hit the contact page, they can contact me and either share the story via an email or well, I'm also actually quite happy to to interview them you know and put up a YouTube video if they're keen for that if they want to stay anonymous like to me is actually an anonymous name then I'm also happy to put it up anonymously it's just I, I want to share these stories because there's a lot of a lot of lessons to be learned and, and mm. you can really encourage others about it.
0: Take charge of yourmoney.blog. That is Brendan's uh, contact details. uh, And you can get, uh, you can reach him uh, via that particular platform. Uh, Brendan, before I let you go, the 52 week savings challenge, I'm still very much excited about it. Uh, For those people who are hearing about it for the first time this week, there still is time. Um, just take us through the 52-week savings challenge, how it works, and uh, what you uh, will see in your bank account if you stay the course after 52 weeks.
1: Sure. So the the basic theory is that if you save 10 Rand in the first week and then you increase about 10 Rand each week, so in the second week you save 20 Rand, in the third week 30 Rand and 40 Rand, you you increase it each week. If you did that for 52 weeks, you'd have – Close to 14,000 rand over the year, which is quite a cool goal to have. That's what I found when I, I did it initially. Is that obviously it gets harder and harder and harder, and you get in near to the end of your 52 weeks. <clears throat> oh, sorry, and you're starting to save 450, then 460, 470, and it, that that to me became a bit tricky. So I've taken the exact same concept, but I've mixed the numbers all around so that it, it evens out a bit. And I've created an email list that if you sign up, you'll get an email each week saying, you know, this week you you must save 200 rand, And then I've got some stories and encouragement. The next week might only be 10 rand, And the week after will be a harder week. So I've tried to make it sort of even that each month you cannot save in the same amount. But, yeah, you'll be be saving 13,780 just on a week-by-week basis just by making your transfers.
0: Brendan, we're going to leave it there as usual. It's a pleasure chatting to you, and uh, we'll touch base with you next week.
1: Yeah, great stuff.
0: It Just nice chatting. There we go. That's Brendan Dale. He's a finance blogger. You can uh, connect with him via his blog site to take charge of your money. Uh, dot blog.